0: Emoji. Hello and welcome to Emoji Rap, a podcast about all things emoji. I'm your host, Jeremy Burge, and joining me here is Jane Solomon, who is a lexicographer at Dictionary.com. Or is it the lexicographer? I don't actually know how many there are at Dictionary.com. So hello, Jane, and how many lexicographers are there at Dictionary.com?
1: Um, I am not the only lexicographer at dictionary.com. I just want to make that clear. Um, (laughs) There are a bunch of other people. I'm actually the most, I'm the most junior lexicographer at dictionary.com.
0: So I shouldn't refer to you as the lexicographer at dictionary.com or people might get antsy that there's a whole bunch of you.
1: I'm a lexicographer at dictionary.com.
0: And for people who don't actually know what a lexicographer is, uh, could you give us a three second summary?
1: A lexicographer is a person who writes and edits dictionaries.
0: Is that a commonly known name? I don't think before I got into the emoji world, which half overlaps with the dictionary world, which we will get to later. But uh, I, I don't think I knew that was what a dictionary person was called. Does everybody know that or was I just oblivious?
1: Um, don't feel bad. This is an obscure title. Um, I Am I the only lexicographer you know?
0: Uh, well, now I know others because I feel like our the 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 emoji documenting world has certain parallels to the lexicography world. But you until then, I didn't know any. You could be a
1: lexicographer.
0: Could you really? Could you call me that?
1: Maybe some people might call you a lexicographer.
0: Hmm, I like that. Maybe I'll maybe I'll jazz up the title a little. Chief Emoji Officer was just a fun title that I had in my Twitter bio until press started putting it as the Chiron at the bottom of TV shows that that you'd go on and you'd make (laughs) comment and I guess sometimes they normally check is like that's what they normally say is oh what's your title or what would you like to be called but then I guess some just grab it from your Twitter bio and then I thought well why not we can just stick with that chief emoji officer
1: yeah I mean you can add lexicographer to your title I mean you run you run the place
0: emoji lexicographer
1: I, I think I think that there's a lot of overlap in how we think about emoji, so sure.
0: Um, and we are going to get to this any moment, but I just want to point out that you're also a member of the Unicode Emoji subcommittee, which is not the reason I have you on. You do all kinds of things to do with emoji, but I thought I should point it out because people might be interested in that as well. But I do want to get onto the show because we've got a newsletter that has just gone out. If this is timed correctly, there should be a newsletter that is out right now. You can go to emojiwrap.com. If you haven't already got that, that has a bunch of articles. We're going to talk about some today. I've picked two. Jane, you have picked two. And the first one that I have picked is from Time Magazine a couple of weeks ago now. And it's called Dictionary.com Has Added Emoji, which is an article, strangely enough, where you're mentioned in here and the company you work for, Dictionary.com. So my understanding, and you're going to have to correct me, but my takeaway from this is that you've gone deep. On a number of specific emojis as opposed to just adding the entire emoji set to the dictionary. So is that correct? And if so, which ones did you pick and why?
1: That is absolutely correct. Um, There are some emoji that people are more curious about and want to look up more um, than other emoji. And it's, it's the same thing with words pretty much when you're thinking about what words to add to a dictionary. You it takes a lot of effort and research and um, and care to put together each individual dictionary entry. And so when you are working on that, you want to make sure that what you're working on is something that people are interested in looking up. Um, so, so in terms of that, um, we focused mostly on emoji that have meanings that are meanings beyond just the obvious. Um, so, one example of this is the goat emoji which is used very literally as a goat but is also used for the initialism greatest of all time goat uh which people use when referring to um to musicians and artists and and politicians like well oh i've only seen it referring to to one politician in particular, which was um, Obama. But so that's that's one of those where there's a very non-obvious meaning, non-literal meaning. And we thought that that was really interesting to explore from a lexicographical discipline.
0: Uh, When I saw you about a year ago now, maybe longer, you asked me about goat and I don't know. Is it a more US centric term? Because I hadn't come across goat as an acronym uh, as something that people even use as the letters, let alone the emoji side of it at the time. But it seems like it's got a bit of history, the actual term itself. But did it originate in the US? Is it from the US? Is that why I hadn't heard of it? Or was my head just stuck in the sand?
1: Um, I think that. I think that there's a strong presence in the US for that term. I mean greatest of all time was uh a a sort of moniker that uh Muhammad Ali gave himself. Mm-hmm. Uh the initialism came after that, but there's there's it's rooted in the US from my understanding of the term. Um but if you if any of the listeners out there have any other evidence, let me know.
0: Uh, Yes. But uh, since then, I have seen a bunch of it and you've documented it on dictionary.com. And yes, I've seen it more and more, but I'm not sure whether that's what do you what do you call it? The the bias when you start seeing something that you weren't aware of before, then you start seeing it everywhere. There's a term for that. But uh, I have started seeing it everywhere as a result.
1: Um, Isn't that the. Bader, uh, we can look up. Yeah,
0: we'll list. look it up. Someone will tell Mental me. Some, yeah. <laughs> you look it up. Uh. If not, because it'll save my my emails and uh, yeah. Uh, normally, what happens is it's a fun thing with podcast because it's sort of one way recording, and you say things, and obviously, when you're typing, you have more time to research, but when you're talking, you don't. So, you, something slips your mind, and then helpfully, thank you, everybody. But then helpfully, people sort of send you for the next two months a correction on what you said because you you said the wrong thing
1: yeah it's like one of those things on the tip of my tongue that <laughs> i i'm not gonna someone tell up. me
0: but check my twitter mentions before you tell me to see if anyone else told me and if they already have then it's cool but if they haven't then please tell me i'm sure i'll pick it up after the show but nonetheless i've seen a bit of goat coming around did you pick that one personally or were you sort of were there ones that you were dying to document and that was up the up there on the list, or was there a certain methodology you used in trying to figure out exactly what to document?
1: For the emoji yeah. in particular for this project, because it wasn't just emoji that we were documenting. <laughs> it was other items that are not usually found in a dictionary, like memes um, or maybe some slang terms that haven't really... Um, maybe there's not as much evidence and they haven't settled in their meaning as much as um other terms that we would add um so the original list of emoji i just created based on what i know about emoji <laughs> and what i what i think is interesting uh and it was you know it wasn't just go to emoji another really interesting one to me is the upside down smiley face emoji which is um used in so many different fun contexts it's often used to um to evoke sarcasm so just that kind of thing because if you're not familiar with something like the upside down smiley face emoji when you see it for the first time you're just like what is that yeah what could that possibly mean what what tone are they saying this in and how does this change what the words say um that are around this emoji so i that was my experience when i first encountered it um a younger coworker sent it to me on slack and <laughs> I was like, how do i interpret this <laughs> so you know the kinds of things that would send me looking up what does this mean uh i thought could be really interesting for dictionary.com users
0: dictionary.com it's not printed right this might be a silly question but there is no print version like the other dictionaries
1: there is no print version of dictionary.com, but dictionary.com is print legacy. It's based on the Random House Unabridged Dictionary, which is printed out. I think the latest version of that was printed out in hmm. maybe 2005. I have a really big one on my desk that sometimes I reference.
0: I would love to see emojis in print in print dictionaries. Do you think there will be a day? Maybe you don't want to. Maybe you don't want to weigh in. It's obviously not on behalf of dictionary.com, but do you foresee uh, emoji being something that ad- gets added to other dictionaries and maybe even in print one day? Or do you think it's more native to the web and should remain on the web?
1: Oh, I ha- I have no idea if the other dictionaries are going to add emoji. Um, but I, I do think that other dictionaries have been thinking about emoji. Um in in various ways over time like in i think it was the was it the 2015 or 2016 word of the year from oxford was faced with tears of joy emoji
0: right which was um crazy that they that obviously it made a good headline but it was just a bizarre strategy to me that i would have thought you'd have added it to the dictionary first and then referenced it rather than just have a, a something that they don't have in their own dictionary
1: you know, I thought it was a really bold choice because Oxford Oxford has this reputation of being um, very scholarly, very serious. You know, it has the name of the university um, in in the dictionary. Um, so you know, it's Oxford University Press. Mm-hmm. So I I think that when when a dictionary or an institution with, that can be seen as very serious. Uh, makes their word of the year something like an emoji it can it can really help people take this form of communication more seriously so i thought i thought it was a really bold choice
0: i i mean i think it was very clever marketing and i agree i think it was it was clever it showed some significance of it happening it was just an odd I, I would have thought it would have been accompanied by them saying if it's so important to be word of the year, then it's also in our dictionary rather than just half of the story. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. That's I, I viewed it as potentially sort of a bit of a, a cheap shot. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, well, good, good for them.
1: Maybe after they announced that, a lot of people went to Emojipedia to find Oh, no doubt.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I mean <laughs> I, I'm sure they have. And we did see a bit of a spike, although it's already our number one emoji anyway. So we did see a bit of a spike. And absolutely, more power to them. It just, yeah, it seemed to me like maybe put it in the pages. Put it in the print. If, you, if it's so good, put it in print. Um, maybe
1: they're working on it now.
0: Maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe the word of the year team went, haven't you guys already got this in here yet? It's going to be word of the year.
1: I, I... <laughs> I, on one hand okay sure but on the other hand it's um, I don't think you need to be constrained by what is in a dictionary to um, to think of something as a, a word like just because something is not in a dictionary doesn't mean it's a word or a valid form of communication so maybe that was a statement they were making too
0: a, a multi-layered statement I'll leave them to it that's, that's very good I, I definitely approve more emoji news the better so I'm, I'm on board for that And what I do want to ask you, Jane, is what is your first article that you have picked from this month's uh, Emoji Wrap newsletter?
1: I picked 2018, the year of Emoji Convergence.
0: And uh, do you want to give us a a brief uh, summary of what that is about? Which, incidentally, is an article that I wrote, but I think this is only fair that, that we covered something about you and now you've picked something that I've written here. So, yeah, what's this about? What's the what's the download for people that haven't read it?
1: Uh, it's, it's essentially about how different platforms have interpreted different, um, Unicode emoji in, in various ways over the years. And some of them, some of them are really, really different. So if you're communicating to someone on a different device, they might get a very, very different message than you're intending to send, um, And it's the idea that over time, some of these emoji are going to look more and more like each other. So you can have this cross-device communication be more seamless.
0: What do do you think about this? Is this a good thing?
1: On one hand, it's it's really fun to see all the different um, emoji that different uh, platforms come up with. On the other hand, I do think that it can be... uh, difficult for communication. And honestly, it affected what emoji I used. When I was on an iPhone and my husband was on an Android, I stopped sending him the cat with hard eyes because I realized that he was getting a black and white cat with hard eyes. And I was mm-hmm. I was intending to send one that was yellow with red eyes. So, <laughs> So that discouraged me from using that emoji altogether. I wanted to use something that when I sent it, he would get the exact same Thing that I was intending to send. So I I totally understand that. And I think that this is your prediction might just come true.
0: Right, which is that it seems like this year as so Samsung just updated their emoji set and there were one of the holdouts that they did have a number that were just bizarrely different that the eye roll was looked really happy on a Samsung phone. That's been fixed. I don't know. It does seem like now we're sort of at the point where there's not too many really problematic characters that you just can't use because they're too different on different platforms. And I I think that's only a good thing. It is less interesting. Obviously it's endlessly amusing when you have some character that looks completely different on every device, but it does make it a pretty a pretty poor way to communicate if you have no idea how someone's perceiving it. And yeah, my sort of feeling on this is that potentially now now we're at the point where vendors maybe they'll pick one or two to bring them slightly more into line with others and normally it's towards apples is the other point that i've sort of made in here that Mm -hmm. generally apple's been the one that doesn't budge much they've got more mind share and this makes people mad on the tweets i'm always getting (laughs) people going oh you know why copy apple their one's no good or the other hand of people going apple's amazing that's why everyone copies them but i think the reality is just that Apple got there first with the set that most of us saw before the others. So they felt like the real set. And then if anyone else was different, it's if they were first, then they could have set the standard, but they weren't. So, you know, if you're not doing what Apple doing or somewhat close to it, then you're the problem, I think, in the majority of the world's opinion.
1: So one of the examples you use in the article is the dancer emoji. Um, and I think, I think that's a fascinating um, case study for the various um, designs and how that can send a really, really different message. In particular, the Google designs for 2014 and 2015 are a blob holding a rose in its mouth.
0: Yes. Um, and in, in a the very like... Sed-
1: yeah, it's a very seductive blob and <laughs> that's... That's a completely different um, meaning to me. If I were to send that to someone, it would mean uh, something completely different than lady in a red dan- dress dancing.
0: What would uh, you send the blobby, blobby dancer? What, what would you be saying with the blobby dancer exactly?
1: Oh, that would be like a very romantic context.
0: I've, um, I would- I've made dinner for you and there's, there's candles on the table. Blobby dancer.
1: Yeah, if someone sent you the blobby dancer with the rose in its mouth and they hadn't made you dinner and <laughs> there weren't candles, you you would probably break up with
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the issue. And if you send the woman it looks like you're having a party at home, you need a disco ball or something.
1: Sure, the woman and also the woman is wearing a very very red dress. So this is an emoji that could also be used to um, to reference the color red, mm. or a red dress in particular. And if you look at um, you know Google's twenty thirteen design, it's a, it's a disco dancer and it's a it's a man. So it, there there's very there's a lot of change happening <laughs> um, in in these few years. I like that that Samsung
0: sort of toyed around. There was the era where before, before there was any gender really specified in Unicode, where it was sort of left to the vendors where it was said. And that's why the Blobby Dancer existed, is that at the time it was just called Dancer and it was implied that, well, it's up to companies like apple or google to decide what they want to mean by a dancer and samsung kind of toyed around going oh well we've got all these white people on there because skin tones didn't exist yet and they thought why don't we make the dancer black so we had a black dancer on samsung that was a boy and then a white dancer who was a lady on ios and the gender neutral yellow blob on google and You know, I love the creativity there. And maybe that's sort of what you need to do is not over specify to begin with. And that sort of led down the path to now where we do have genders and skin tones, which is sort of another debate about how helpful that is or not helpful, depending on what you're trying to convey. But, yeah, it's an it's a wild ride, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And and if you look at like the first emoji set from 1999, um, there's only what, like five faces in that entire set. Yeah. Uh, so the idea – and they're completely genderless and abstracted. Um, right.
0: They're pixel art. They're just little pixels.
1: And and in some ways, having that abstract idea of a face can be a lot more inclusive.
0: Right. And uh, I guess that's, that's the issue, right, is that Google's gender-neutral blob, a very uh, – very helpful idea but at the time people were mad there were so many people upset i remember that you know now people look back and i get you know no matter when google does anything people will yell at emojipedia and they'll say bring back the blobs but at the time people were just mad and upset because on ios they had a fun woman that looked like a human and on android they had this thing that you know, maybe it was good in, in and of itself, but it didn't convey the same idea. So it's almost like there's, there's no winning option, right? That sometimes the abstract can be way more flexible and helpful. But on the other hand, you give people a human and they really liked it.
1: Um, and, and like in terms of neutralness, like there are some people who view the yellow blobs as neutral or the yellow faces as neutral. But that's actually can read as a light skin tone and that is you know that is very not neutral
0: right absolutely that's that's almost the ongoing uh issue with with skin tone re- representation of any skin tone is that there is no neutral what the, the, no matter what you pick it, it skews somewhere and by it landing on yellow that is what a lot of people just interpret as being white really and and fair enough it does look more white than than not
1: i also want to talk about the bug emoji
0: yes what What have you got on the bug
1: so i had an iphone and i was used to this sort of yellow uh, green caterpillar for the bug emoji and then one day i'm on twitter and i see it's a purple caterpillar or i, I don't know what kind of thing it is and I I, (laughs) yeah
0: I don't actually know the difference between all the bugs the millipedes and the centipedes and the the caterpillars.
1: it was some it was it was purple instead of green and I I was really I was really annoyed because I intended a cute green bug like the the bug on apple devices has like a really cute curve to it
0: it is quite Um, it's sort of saying oh please give me some food or something like that it's sort of pleading in a way I think.
1: So that's something that sent me running to Emojipedia to look at all the different versions. Um, but also, I have, when I went to Emojipedia, I looked up Caterpillar and I got sent to the bug. It's called a bug. (laughs) And I have a problem with this because caterpillars are not the prototypical bug in my mind. Um, Like from a young age, we are introduced to famous caterpillars in literature. So you have like the very hungry caterpillar and you have the hookah smoking caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland. And um, as I was thinking about this, I was wondering, are they the same caterpillar? <laughs> um, but that's that's a that's a tangent. They are
0: they are pretty similar, aren't yeah. they? Yeah.
1: Why is the very hungry caterpillar so hungry? <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's a conversation for a different day. Uh, but but when because we're introduced to these famous caterpillars at a young age, um, caterpillars are almost in a different category for me than bugs. Mm. Um, and so I would never look at most of these bug emoji designs and think bug. If you close your think,
0: eyes and think of a bug, what does it look like?
1: It looks like a beetle or a ladybug. Yeah,
0: I think it looks I, like an it, ugly lady beetle, like a sort of a black one, of some <laughs> kind. Maybe a little with a little black shell instead of a cute red shell.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, it has like it it doesn't have i don't know it's just it's caterpillars are they've like raised themselves up from like bugs in general and they are overall viewed as really really cute and fluffy and lovable and so i i think of caterpillars really really differently than bugs um and so this is a case where i'm wondering like what if someone uh, proposes a caterpillar emoji <laughs> and then the bug emoji has to change to look more like a prototypical bug.
0: Yeah, you, you do You do get this, right? You do get the idea where now it's almost too late, right? That even though that's not what a bug should look like, it's, it's hard, yes, technically every single vendor in the world could change their images to make it look more like a traditional ugly bug, but it's almost like the damage has been done. That's That's what it is and is it worth the the trade off to for a bug versus anything else so i don't know i f- i feel like caterpillars are sort of the bugs with a good pr team
1: oh that's that's <laughs> yeah and the, the their pr team is getting them into all these uh children's books yeah like and and whenever you 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 encounter a caterpillar you're like oh maybe i should take a picture of it
0: it's so yeah they are they are fun they're not they don't scare you well they don't scare me anyway (laughs) (laughs) um hey so i want to move along to so i think um yeah that's that's something that we're going to see we're going to see more more emojis look more like each other across the platforms i think that's a bit inevitable but nonetheless there are always new emojis and this always causes some difficulty because every year everyone starts again and all the vendors end up releasing their designs all in a very similar window so they don't really have a chance to necessarily look at each other so often you find that new emojis can diverge more than old ones sometimes because no one's seen what each other's doing and this year the big news so far has been this week at least that apple has proposed a series of new what they call accessibility emojis although i've seen people take umbrage at the term accessibility emojis do they aid in accessibility a lot of people just say they're, they're just emojis for people with disabilities or representing people with disabilities. So for people who haven't seen this, uh, what it is, it's a proposal that's been submitted by Apple to Unicode for people with uh, reduced sight or hearing or mobility issues um, and hidden disabilities. So they represent, for instance, people with blind or, or seeing issues with a guide dog or a person with a probing cane. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I've I've seen a bunch of feedback on this, positive and negative. I'm wondering, Jane, have you seen feedback on this? And if so, what have your thoughts been? And what sort of feedback have you seen on this overall?
1: I think an emoji representation is really, really important. And the kind of feedback I've seen so far has been about um, this is this is really good because this is going to be representing people who have maybe felt unrepresented on the emoji keyboard before Mm -hmm. um, or in the emoji offerings before. So, I mean, I'm, I think, I think that that's, that's a positive thing. I'm interested to hear more feedback on it now that it's been, it's being publicly discussed.
0: Mm. I definitely,
1: mm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to listen and hear what people have to say about it.
0: Uh, I mean, the some of the key things that I've seen, overwhelmingly, it seems like like anything, you put it out on the internet, especially if it gets wider media coverage, which this has, um, you can get every opinion on the planet. It's, it's easy to, you don't want to give too much weight to just anyone's opinion because one guy said this and a million people said something else. But nonetheless, from at least what I've seen, the feedback to Emojipedia in particular has been sort of overwhelmingly positive but some people either with disabilities saying i don't like this i feel like we will be mocked which i think is tricky because i guess any character could be used in any way um that that was definitely a minority but i've definitely seen some people say words to that effect um others feeling like a mobility scooter or a crutch or walking stick should have been included in the list and the last one that i keep seeing is um Complaints that there's not some kind of representation for more hidden disabilities, where there's one service dog included, which is intended for to sort of group in people with any kind of hidden disability that's, say, autism or they have seizures. The idea is that this might be used by those people. Um, I saw a lot of sort of requests for specific emojis for each mental illness and that sort of thing. And I I don't know. I, I guess I'm for inclusivity, but I do wonder if there's not a well-known symbol for these things, then putting something random on the keyboard to your average person to represent them all, it's very tricky. Emojis feel like a representation of the real world, and maybe it's tricky when you want to try and represent something hidden with them, no matter how noble the cause might be. Do you think there's something that could be done there, or what do you think about that?
1: I think that emoji are often... An oversimplification of something in the in the real world, um, and so a lot can be a lot of nuances can be lost when you're trying to translate from this is something that exists in the real world to here's an emoji um, that represents this. So I think I think with this this set in particular, um, a lot of careful thought needs to go into what is the best course to take.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the thing that Apple worked with a bunch of not for profits and people involved in the space because it is tricky as soon as you're trying to represent anyone. It's sort of you got to you got to be careful with it. Right. You don't want to just go in there and just randomly add things without paying due attention to it. Yeah. I want to I want to keep us moving because I see we've been recording for a little while now. We normally try and keep these shows to about half an hour, but sometimes, you know, sometimes they blow out and that's fine. We're We're on the Internet. Right. You can do whatever you want. Um, so I am wondering, you have a final topic here, which I see is something that I have not seen, but I'd love you to tell me all about it.
1: Uh, so this is in your newsletter. You have a, um, a video that's a promotional video from Tinder to encourage, uh, the inclusion of multiracial couple emoji. And I, I, we were just talking about representation. I think that this is really, really great. Um, I I think you should be able to represent more than just white couples um, or or couples of the same race through emoji. Uh, a lot of times people view the emoji they use as a proxy for themselves, and that's really, really difficult if you don't see yourself in the emoji.
0: Is the issue there that you say... What you said before about it them being yellow, that technically there aren't white couples on the keyboard or black couples they're just these default yellow, but obviously that is sort of a seen as a proxy for white. Is that the issue? Let's say the default changed. Would that be helpful, or do you think the the key answer here is to allowing full customization of everybody?
1: well, and it for this video in particular um and this campaign in particular um it's 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 about being able to have um people of, you know, different races, you know, holding hands as a couple Mm -hmm. in the, on the emoji keyboard. So, um, so the problem is not that we can represent, um, only, you know, the, the default yellow right now. The problem is that both of the people in, you know, holding hands, are the same.
0: Yeah, that there's, that there's not a someone that they look different, the two of them, that they always look the same no matter which pair you pick.
1: So I know th- you are definitely more on the technical side than I am. So do you want to explain why um, why the emoji subcommittee is running into problems in terms of encoding this kind of thing in Unicode?
0: I mean, so there's a few different issues that are going on one one of them is the fact that there are these characters that are holding hands that are actually a single code point so therefore the idea would be that if you applied a skin tone to it it would only apply to both people which traditionally unicode has said they don't recommend having skin tones if it means you have to force multiple people to all be the same skin color and then at the other end of the spectrum you have the families which are composed of multiple emojis inside them so they are actually infinitely flexible you can have every skin tone but at that end of the spectrum you get a question of how many do you add that windows added all the combinations where you have white and black and brown and in between and they ended up with fifty-two thousand combinations and that seems i don't want to say untenable but it's very tricky from a user interface point of view and trying to get this many characters onto a device so there's sort of there's different issues at different points in the spectrum and maybe Maybe it's a matter of trying to find a pragmatic solution, something that isn't either or saying, no, we can't do anything or saying, oh, if we do something, we have to do it all. Maybe there's something in the middle. And if that is, what does the middle look like?
1: Oh, I just I just want us to do it all.
0: Do the I whole think, lot.
1: <laughs> I mean, I i don't I don't have the technical background as that you have. So I am not hung up on all these different combinations. I'm like. We should be able to represent this. This is a totally reasonable uh, thing to want to represent. And like, let's let's figure it out. (laughs) That's that's where I stand on it. But I'm not actually the one doing the nitty gritty technical adaptation to make this actually happen.
0: Overwhelmingly, the the main request we see at Emojipedia is literally and I want to say this is exactly how it comes in every time is black families. That's the request that comes in that. You know, that maybe the in-betweens, yes, it would be helpful to have a sort of all these different versions of different combinations of families. And I'm sure that would be popular. But overwhelmingly, that's the thing that people see. They see these units of two, three or four people in the family and they're yellow. So they do look sort of like they're blonde white people to some degree. And that families that are dark skinned just go, that looks nothing like us. There's not even anything close. I feel like the requests aren't. Even being that specific to saying, oh, we want it to look just like our family, they're saying, just give us something that looks kind of like our family. That'd be great. And I wonder if that's sort of the answer to maybe tackle don't do all 52,000 if that's a technical problem, but do something rather than nothing.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I still on all 52,000 52, that like, think, think of the, the kids who are growing up today who are like emoji natives. Like they have been aware of emoji since they could start reading. Um, it's, it's really powerful to see yourself represented there. And, um, and it's, it, I mean, it's, it's it's horrible that that's not how it is already. Um, I, I wanted to talk about a stand up set um, by Aparna Nanchirla that was on the Netflix show The Stand Up Season Two, which just came out um, maybe a couple weeks ago. And she has a bit in her stand up show about emoji diversity. And uh, and she she does a PowerPoint and it's hilarious and I definitely encourage you to watch it because I'm not going to do it justice. Um, but first, she puts up all the different all white families on the screen, like a bunch of configurations. And when you,
0: when you say all white, you mean the yellow, the default ones, yeah?
1: Sure, the yeah. the default yellow yeah, families. Yeah. Not to and just just
0: to make sure that people know what we're talking about here. That she's not sort of she hasn't made them white. She's, it's the what you see on the keyboard
1: yes it's the default yellow families that sort of read as white and and her commentary on that is um she calls it an Aryan nation starter kit (laughs) which (laughs) she's not wrong um and and then she then she puts up the she's like but it's okay because we have some diversity and she puts up you know the there's like a man with blonde hair or maybe it's a boy with blonde hair
0: Right, it's a, it's a legacy actually, sort of character yeah, called Man with Blonde Hair, and it always has blonde hair.
1: And that character actually has skin tone modifiers. So she puts up every single skin tone modifier in a row. And then she asks, why does Emoji Corp think it's so much more important to represent a multicultural boy band than a beautiful, diverse family?
0: Yes, that is, uh, that's the question. <laughs> I have a question for you, which is... A hypothetical, which no one likes hypotheticals to some degree, because they're sort of set up one way or another. But under the theory that if the tech companies do say that it's too much to add 52,000 combinations of families right now, if they just say, look, we cannot do it on our phones, um, if that's what they're saying, then... Is it better to wait until they can do it let's say the technology comes in a year or two there's enough RAM on the phones there 's enough space in the font file to do it. Do we wait a year or two and do it properly and add the whole shebang in one go or do you add some now and then add some more later is there Is there an optimal scenario if you were deciding yourself
1: oh man um, uh, i i don't know i don 't know that i 'm even the best person to answer this question. Um, I I mean,
0: if, if it were a factual, if that were a factual statement, I guess I'll tell you what I think I lean on the side of if something can be done now, that's not overly complex or not, you know, not giving yourself too many problems. I lean on the side of pragmatism and that let's say you could add a black family today or just the families with the same skin tone each. That's a huge improvement over no skin tones on the families, even if, that means in the interim, there aren't different, the sort of mixed race characters. That would be my sort of, yeah. that would be, I, I would choose that over doing nothing until you can do the whole set.
1: I, I think that that is where I would go to a little bit is good. And then you can see what kind of response it gets because that right. might, um, that might mobilize people to be like, okay, you really need to add more of these because this is not enough. This is this is right. a start, yeah. but it's not enough. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I yeah. you know, after thinking about it, yeah, add, add what you can as soon as you can.
0: And I know that makes assumptions that, you know, everything's priorities. It's one thing to say we can't do this, but what does that mean? You know, if we set it as a priority, could you? I guess that's the side question. But as far as i see i i feel like emoji can be a low-hanging fruit sort of game where you can go well look there's obvious demand for families to look more diverse let's say they had to all have the same skin tone to keep the numbers down yes that doesn't cover everyone in the world but it gives a bunch of families something that looks closer to them today rather than just saying oh well it can't be done because there's too many so i don't know i i I wonder uh, if that's an option
1: i have a follow-up question for you yeah which is is Unicode the best place for uh, Emoji to to live?
0: Um, I mean, if I were inventing the world today, uh, I might think of some kind of international committee that sort of handles this sort of thing. And it's got experts in all the fields. In reality, with tech, I do want I feel like something is a sort of right place, right time. And Emoji, I think part of the success is that it's part of the text standard, which means it works in every app, and every platform, and every device. And if you introduced a competing standard today to say, "Look, we're making much better decisions over here," I wonder uh, who's picking that up. Is that going to make an impact? Is that going to be on platforms? So, I, yeah, I always lean on the side of it, not the perfect. Yeah, the the perfect not being the enemy of the good. So, I that's what that's where I stand. That maybe it's not perfect, but it. It gets things done, and I wonder—I don't know how the ult- what the alternative would look like. What about yourself? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I—I—I I, I can't even begin to answer this question. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> there. I—I first of all don't know what the alternative looks like. Um, in terms of making it standardized across devices um, and across platforms. I I mean, I, it's something that I think about, but I, I don't know the answer.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, and, and I understand. I think it's a good question. I think it is a good question. Who controls this sort of thing? Who runs these things? Um, Yeah, I, I guess that would be my, I, I look around and I think, well, let's say someone else did a standards body that only focuses on emoji. That's a huge ask to then get the same companies to come on board with your other thing. That are already they're already doing this for text and just at a very technical level. If it's not text, then I guess it's just freeform, then it's something else. Stickers, people can do what they like already, even in a more limited capacity, and maybe that's just sort of the the release valve over there. That things that if Unicode don't do things or won't do things, or do things that people don't like, then there is always maybe a not as inclusive experience by being stickers, but there's another avenue to represent yourself. They're not the only place to do representation in communication, as you know, from documenting memes and all the things on the Internet, not just emojis.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I just don't think that's good enough. <laughs> I, I'm not satisfied with that answer. But, um, you know, and, and this is not your answer. This is like an answer that is where we are with the technology right now.
0: That's my answer based on my perception of the world and the tech companies. I guess I always think of sort of that, uh, the sort of cartoon of people complaining about different standards for everything and someone saying, I'll make one standard to rule them all. And then it sort of says, and now there were 13 standards the, you know, it's sort of <laughs> that you feel like that. Yes, why don't we replace this thing that, you know, isn't perfect with something else? But in reality, you just end up with more things and maybe more things are good. Maybe there is some other technology that can be embraced that also allows this sort of communication but at this stage i feel like the the reason that emoji is so popular is that it does work in all apps in all platforms and that is something that's never happened before having these sort of graphical interchange between platforms and i don't necessarily it could be lightning in a bottle that might only happen once ever and that's it That you know that our future plans to try and do something similar just don't happen at the right place in the right time because we live in a vr universe by then
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to see.
0: <laughs> hey, thank you for joining me, Jane. I really appreciate it. Sorry the show has run a bit long, but thank you, everybody, for sticking around as well. Uh, where can people find you or what you do on the internet?
1: Well, you can find dictionary.com's uh, emoji articles on in their editorial home, which is called Everything After Z. And you can find me on Twitter at Jane Solomon. And you can find, I have a blog about words and emoji called lexicalitems.com.
0: Brilliant. I'll uh, put those in the show notes. Go check out Jane. She always says smart and funny things. So uh, yeah, go check her out. And for me, I would like to thank uh, Jonathan Mann for our theme music that's probably playing by now. Uh, Joshua Jones for the show art. That's the uh, microphone wrapped in a burrito that you can see on your phone. Uh, you can follow the show at emoji rap on twitter you can follow me at jeremy burge and thank you again for listening and i'll speak to you all next time